So you know how we like habits in our marriage. We're going to talk about five mm. habits for cultivating joy in your marriage today. And I like the word habits. We have habits for what? F- family vision, five habits. Oh, what's the other <laughs> habits it. book that we do? <laughs> You're just, they're so habitual. That you wrote that, that I forgot. They're just habit. so naturally ingrained in me. I love I habits. Don't title I them. I can't remember ours. <laughs> But I just, I love them. I love my kids. Whatever, what's, what's their faces? Love them. What <laughs> hey, what's your name? face? Get over here. What's the name of the... Family Worship? No, the, family vision? the e-book. Yeah, Family Vision. Uh, Five Habits for a Healthy Marriage. Oh. oh, even I got that. Anyways, we're excited to laugh with you guys today a little bit uh, and share five habits that will hopefully help cultivate joy in your marriage. Uh, this is the last part of the end of our series. So we look forward to jumping into those on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. On the oh, other side, we jumped. <laughs> he loves sound effects. Oh my goodness! Are you, don't you dare you edit said. that out. Don't you dare. Okay. He tried to edit out a splash. There, you can't now. I was fully going to edit that. Until don't. You, you said we're at the last part of the final day, <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever. You're like, you know what? I'm a little. It's been hot. I'm tired. And it's this the is... Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Uh, Just move on here, fierce sir. Marriage move on here, for a fierce sir. marriage. All right, so we're going to get into some habits. Um, we, we've talked at length the last few weeks about uh, kind of the deep abiding opportunities for joy. And I use that phrasing intentionally because, you know, there are times we don't have joy, but we always have opportunities for joy. And mm. what I mean by that is we can look to Christ. We can turn our gaze toward our Savior and to, toward the promises we have in Him, the very vast and great promises. That's Ephesians, I think, chapter one. He talks about all the all the promises that are available to us. We have opportunities to acknowledge those, and from that place of knowing who whose we are, mm. we can then take joy that is ours. And so we've talked about that at length. And now today, the hope is to take that foundation and turn it into really practical ways that you, as a married couple, as a husband, as a wife, whether or not you're in this. In unified in this because a lot of couples don't necessarily have the same they don't have they're not equally yoked in every way and unfortunately and i mean this with all love guys it tends to be men who are the uh, just lumps on logs in marriages and i'm i and i, and I mean that in an encouraging loving way but you got to kind of get off your <laughs> get off your, your butt and and lead in these areas and if if you're do, trying that and your wife's not responding then you can still start to apply these habits and the same thing goes for wives who their husbands aren't responding. So we hope to be very practical today. Um, but before we get into that, uh, just our housekeeping. We know we love to do this. We have to do this. If you haven't done it yet, please like. No, no, don't do that. You can't do that to podcasts. <laughs> you can rate. We hope you like it. Uh, that's one of the goals. Uh, rate, review, and also uh, 
subscribe, subscribe and follow. Thank you yeah. very much. I couldn't think of it. They changed it recently. It used to be subscribe. Now it's you follow a podcast, at oh, least in the app. Trying to make it all across. App. Yeah. Follow things and like things. And yeah. Because I feel like subscribing is overly committal. But if you follow it, <laughs> you, you can, can kind of just, kind of just lurk in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like lurking. <laughs> God oh, doesn't I'd, call us to lurk. Well, I've seen weird. you lurk. I've seen you <laughs> lurk something fierce. Okay. Uh, if you uh, if you want to be part of what we're doing uh, here through fierce marriage, actually, what we God did. is doing. I was going to say, can you just back yourself up a little bit? <laughs> I lost my. I got off the rails there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, all right. I'm here for you. We're happy to say that God is somehow Jesus. working through fierce marriage, and if you want to be a part of that, and God is leading you to do that, that's how we uh, provide for our families. One of the ways God is allowing us to provide for our families, and we're so thankful for that. Just pray if God leads you go to fierce but uh, don't do that go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage there are benefits there but we pray that the, the biggest benefit to you is just being part of this mission that god has laid on our hearts to to keep doing as a family uh, and then finally if you want a really practical way to go deep on a regular basis we encourage you to check out gospelcenteredmarriage.com that's our online learning ecosystem platform whatever you want to call it but it's a place where you can go and have content given to you so that you have an excuse to once a, once a month sit down with your spouse and and watch a short video and do some exercises together. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. encouraging. You can do this with friends or maybe you know some friends that are kind of struggling or going through some hard stuff. Um, this might be a nice either gift or just kind of a way to say, hey, why don't you guys check this out? I've heard good things about it or I've gone through it and I think it might be an encouragement yeah. to you. Um, we've also had a couple of churches approach us about using it, and that's awesome. Like, we want to equip churches. It's a, uh, it's a very young platform. We just started it back yeah. in January, and we've, and we've been trickling out content. And the, as the body of work kind of amasses, it's the best that we can put out there yeah. for now. I think yeah. it's kind of what we – it's the crown jewel of the Fierce Marriage stuff. So uh, check out gospelcentermarriage.com, yeah. and, of course, you can um, – you just trust that we will always point you to Christ <laughs> yes. in that. Yes. So this is the final piece to the series on joy. And I think it's probably too late to give us questions now. You might be able to text some questions in with our Q&A session we're doing in so a couple days. This month, well, no, because this month we're recording the episode so far in advance that by the time these, these release, we will already have... Oh. had to record the Q&A episode. And the reason <laughs> for that mind. is we can't share it, but there's a lot of stuff we're working on, so we're kind of having to front load things. So uh, hopefully you take that as a good So thing. don't send us your questions. We don't care about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, you, we, you know, we might do like an Instagram thing where yeah. uh, if you follow us on Instagram, we usually will ask for questions there, and we might do like a call and response, kind of like okay. uh, you say a question and we'll respond in real time type okay. of thing. So. All right. So jumping into five habits for cultivating joy in your marriage. Um, today... We the word habits was very intentional, not five ways or five things you can do or five, you know, whatever. Or it's, the attitude. They're habits. Sorry, I want words have meanings and we're using the words how they should be. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, bring it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we said habits because we hope that by cultivating these habits over time, they'll become second nature to you and your spouse. And mm -hmm. uh, it'll just be opportunity for joy to be produced. Uh, one kind of theme to remember, I think, throughout this whole episode is that Joy is a fruit of the spirit and fruit produces fruit. Hello seeds, right? Mm, so fruit produces fruit. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Let's just remember that as we are walking through some of these habits uh, in yeah. the name of cultivating joy and being the best soil that we can, I think, for the Lord. So before we get into the habits, this was the headspace that we're in. And and I hope that you can appreciate this, fair listener. Uh we asked ourselves if, if a couple is in a spot in their life and in their marriage where they just are not feeling it, 
they don't have affection toward one another. They're not connecting on common ground. Their communication suffers for it. Their intimate life suffers for it. What are the encouragements that we can give to the, the couples in joyless marriages? When you're listening to this, clearly because you, you want to see your marriage flourish. Right. You want to experience all that God could have for you, but you're just not feeling it. And so we're going to go back down to kind of some of the foundational habits that we know have been most joy producing in our own lives individually, but mostly as a married couple. And so again, I just want to set that stage that we asked ourselves, what do we, how, how can we encourage those who are feeling joyless in this moment? Mm. And so, um, just know that these, these aren't going to be, they're going to be like, I think very quickly applicable, but they're not going to be, um, they're not going to be trite answers. We're not going to say, just go have a cookie. <laughs> Or go get an cookies, ice cream cone. Cookies do make me happy, though. It's true. So does ice cream. But what if you're cookie intolerant? <laughs> All right? Those people exist. They exist. <laughs> I'm bad I don't, cookie I don't intolerant. know those people. I, don't I will not tolerate people. bad cookies. <laughs> Life's too short to eat bad cookies. Oh, you man. can tweet that on the internet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, habit number one. Yes. Again, this is very very practical. What was your... You should tell Sorry. them your acronym. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's the yeah. acronym. It, well, you're going to give them away. But it's five. There's five, but we had four originally, and it was like seek God daily. And we'll talk about that. Uh, habit to laugh more. Uh, the third one was like acknowledge one another, which that one I made up to fit the acronym. <laughs> and the final one is like pray or something, and the acronym was slap. <laughs> Just slap it out. I slap it out. I was like, Meow. slap it out. Anyway, uh, it sounds like something fierce. But anyways, uh, it's the first two are right. <laughs> the last couple ones are a little sketchy. Yeah, those ones I just I wanted to make the acronym work, which that's how acronyms are supposed to work. Bow body. <laughs> Business. <laughs> what are you doing? We're making acronyms. Anyway, I tell we're having fun today. Um, the Have first, fun. the first one is to seek God daily, together and apart. So this is more a call to discipleship and forming that habit. Uh, I think that's been the greatest producer of joy. Uh, no matter the season we've gone through, um, mm. is just a constant uh, communing and conversating around conversations around uh, God, His Word, what He's doing, uh, what He's doing in our hearts, our lives, uh, our family, people around us, um, praying together. Um, it also it also might look like you know bringing in more reading on top of reading the Bible, um, not in replacement mm. of because there is no replacement of, and you should be in your Bible every day, um, but in in addition to yeah i've uh, this go, this falls in line with the frustration that i have with um men that will i'll talk to and they'll be like i've just been feeling so discouraged and so disconnected from from god it's like i'm not hearing from him and i'm like well ha have you been reading the bible i mean i've been i've been working and i'm no i haven't i've been praying i mean not as much as i want to and i you know it's like what well, you're not going to hear from God if you don't pray and you don't read the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you're expecting them to come slap you on the face and, and <laughs> slap, <laughs> there it is. The acronym. There it is. Maybe he's slapping you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's doing. Fierce slap. The point is, uh, this seeking God daily, we can't emphasize enough how pivotal and how important and how foundational this is for just the life of a Christian. If right. you're, if you're in Christ, you're going to feel a lack of joy when you're not abiding in him, mm -hmm. when you're, when you're positionally in Christ, but you are behaviorally not abiding in him, that's going to cause right. a dissonance in your life. Well, and outside so. of Christ in the context of eternity and God, right? We, we can't look at our trials. We can't look at the hardships with any eternal joy set 
there for yeah. the unbeliever there's no joy set before them for the believer we have that joy but we can mm. only know that joy through knowing Christ knowing God knowing his word and it can take yeah. lifetime upon lifetimes I think all of eternity to try to understand every facet of his word uh, which I look mm. forward to doing hopefully in heaven but anyways that's a side note um, let's let's uh, let's hover on this one a little bit because yeah. I, I want to get really tangible how do we seek God together um, the, well, right now we're doing a same page summer reading plan together. So we're reading the same things. Well, ideally, sometimes I'm behind, sometimes you're behind, but we're basically yeah. reading the New Testament this summer. Um, but, but here's the caveat. We haven't actually spent a lot of time talking about it. Because well, you've been malfeasant. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so how would we go about? So typically in the mornings, ideally we'll have our coffee time. If you don't have a one and a half year old who's a loud tyrant at six thirty in the morning. She's learning. You can do this. She's learning, but she's also the worst. <laughs> whatever her name is. She's great. Um, uh, no, we love Louisa. She's great. She's also terrible. Very loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> the point is, is that normally we'd sit down and we'd say, Hey, yeah, here's a thing that God showed me as I was, that jumped out at me as right. I was reading Mark chapter 12 or whatever. And, you know, or you could do that. And then we'd start talking about that and yeah. we're connecting around the word of God mm-hmm. or how we seek God daily together. Um, if Selena's discouraged, instead of just saying, okay, how can I just get through this? Or how can I just get her to get out of her funk? Instead, what does God's word have to say mm-hmm. about the situation that she's discouraged about or about discouragement in general? And how can I come to her as her loving husband and remind her encourage of her yeah and fill yeah, her with that courage sometimes i don't want to hear it i mean let's just be honest i'm like that's not helping but yeah. i can allow it to sit there and grapple with it in my own heart knowing the words that were read or spoken uh from the from god uh, yeah. from his word and just allow that to filter down into my soul yeah <laughs> get um, through kind of the hard emotions that i might be dealing with another way that couples can seek god together is and this is going to sound super basic, but just go to church, <laughs> be a part together. of church yeah. together. Yeah. The church is not just an optional thing; it is the bride of Christ, and mm. it is the body of believers. And you are incomplete in a sense without being a part of a of a body of believers because you don't have every gifting. Mm. Paul talks about what if you know one person's, uh, you know. This part of the body, I, you know, you're an ear and you have no legs <laughs> if you're not a part of the body or you might have no brain, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, the point being made is that you need the body of Christ. And I'm just shocked at how many couples just have a flippant attitude toward the local gathering. And there could be reasons, right? You could have gotten burned. Maybe you went to a church that had, uh, you know, it was heretical or it had just bad teaching or was just no good. In, in right. The, but it's not a reason to forever not go to church or be a part of the body of Christ. And you know what? Churches aren't going to be perfect. No. So uh, you got you have to be mature in a sense and say, this is important to me because it's important to Christ. Even if I don't always enjoy it, yeah. I'm not going there for myself. I'm going there to worship God. Church is not about me. And that's a very Western uh, mm-hmm. idea that church should be there to entertain and, and make you like it. Um, now, there is that sense that the, the word of God needs to be preached well. Point is... Seek God together. Go to church. That's, yeah, that's, that's an one easy, of t- practical way. Tangible ways, yeah. All right, habit two. Uh, laugh and play together. Um, we're pretty good at this. I'm good at this. You're good at this. I think we have to define play. You know <laughs> what that looks like for your marriage. Mm. Um, for us, it's usually watching like a funny show together that we like, um, or an activity outside, typically on or near the water. <laughs> Constant inside jokes, eating good food together, playing games. I think we need to do more of that. 
Um, whatever that looks like for your marriage, just find it, go do it, enjoy it together, take the initiative, make it a habit. Um, because the more you start doing it, the more you enjoy it and the more you start looking forward to it. You also have kind of this constant connection, you know, whenever you're out and about, you can, Hey, game nights in like three days. Maybe that's not you, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean like board games, not like video games. Or it could be. Uh, Maybe. Some couples do enjoy that together. Yeah. Um, As long as you enjoy it together and it's not terrible for you. So here's the thing with this piece is that it can take some rewiring of some of your habits because if you're not laughing and playing together, it might be because all of your discretionary time is being soaked up by other things. Mm -hmm. And that could be you're overcommitted or you, you know, you have too much going on and you just don't have the time. And by the time you're home together, you're just too tired to engage emotionally or engage in play. Right. Um, unless it's like really low hanging fruit. Like for us, that's why you said funny show first. Cause so often we're very, very tired and like kids are tiring. Those little blessings. My goodness. Is a way, is a way to kind of out. break the ice. And mm-hmm. now we have, we can laugh and we're now we're, we're teasing each other. We're playing, we're playing and you know, a few, a few nights ago, or I don't know how many nights it was. We had a tickle fight in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> tickle fight uh anyway. it really was though i can get him to like laugh like a girl it's so funny well, and he thinks he can be i have me. a very ticklish neck yep um and you're cruel for exploiting me <laughs> don't exploit me no and, and but i'm stronger so um, i let him mostly think he's stronger leverage is real though leverage is leverage. real <laughs> um yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the, the reminder is you may need to rewire some of your habits, some of the things that you think are fun. Yeah, because it may not be very easy to laugh together, to be honest. Like that's, yeah, and good things we've had seasons where we've hard. had to overcome some of that yeah. and um, kind of stick it out because you, you know, for whatever reason, you just don't want to, you just don't want to laugh or mm-hmm. let them know that you want to have a good time with them because <laughs> you're enemies. Because you're acting totally messed up towards me. <laughs> yes. Um, also in this space, I would say uh, there's room for laughter and play when it comes to your intimate life together and you don't have to take it so seriously (laughs) that it has to be this really intense passionate moment every time you're in bed together you can have fun like i think if if someone said hey describe sex one of the top descriptor words that i would use would be fun it's it's a fun thing to do (laughs) i think it can be we have have a series on sex coming up and i'm not looking forward to it (laughs) I am. It's super fun. It's the exact, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. It's not that I'm not. I just don't like talking about it. I know, because you kind of feel like... Violated? Exposed. Well, it's a very personal thing, but we can talk about it. What does God's word say mm-hmm. about it? It's not about Ryan and Selena, but what does God's word say about... I'm going to let you lead that one. I just... Anyways. That's precisely why I shouldn't lead that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I'm just dragging you along. And just this way you can lead the charge. But. Mm, yeah. Uh, point is laugh, have fun, play together. Get some inside jokes, people. Habit number two. Yeah. You said habits. So building habits around this are very important and that's part of the rewiring thing. But think in those terms, how can we build Mm -hmm. habits and margin for actually laughing and having fun as a couple? Number three, um, be a giver to your spouse. Now, what did you mean by that? Uh, be a giver of joy to your spouse. Oh, I missed the joy part. (laughs) Sorry. Just glossed right over it. It's the whole joy series we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Really? What? <laughs> Be a giver of joy to your spouse. How? So knowing how your spouse receives love and what brings them joy. So um, questions <laughs> you might ask yourself is how can I be selfless? Uh, how can I be more patient and connect with my spouse? Or how can I love 
helping my spouse well? Hmm. Um, what brings them joy and how can I initiate that or be a part of that? Uh, Jen Wilkin had a really great quote. She said, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. So the key here is really knowing your spouse. And if you guys have been strangers for a while or felt kind of distant, um, that, like you said, rewiring or coming back into reincorporating that knowledge of each other and getting to know one another and spending time together um, is just kind of that first step of being able to be a giver of joy. And I think, mm. I think giving somebody a gift in some way is a, is a, it's a, it can be an icebreaker and it can really, I think just warm the water a little bit more. <laughs> it's cold <laughs> and chilly. Um, cause sometimes you just, you, you give me, you gave me a kiss the other morning and we had kind of been fighting or just disconnected and you just, you just kissed me in the morning and I was like, thank you for that. Like it just felt like we were, I gave you coffee and a kiss. Yeah. We were connecting and that was yeah. good for my heart and good for my my mind. Can I say I'm a super generous person of joy? (laughs) (laughs) And I think this, no, and I think this is the the perfect part to uh, remember and identify that theme of, of how fruit produces fruit, right? The seeds of fruit produce more fruit. So being a giver of joy, that, that fruit that the Lord is ideally producing inside of you, giving that to your spouse and sharing that Hmm. um, is, is one habit that I think will continue to be fruitful. So, as with these types of um, things, I think it's really helpful to just ask questions. Mm-hmm. So if it, you had mentioned like it breaks the ice or perhaps even warms the water. If you're having a hard time connecting with your spouse, one of the best things you can say to, to him or her is just, hey, how can I how can I serve you right now? Like, What, what can I do for you that would right. add value to your day or that would make you feel really good right now? And Selena might say something like, I just need you to take take the youngest one and go, go get, find dinner, figure out dinner, <laughs> go find the dinner, <laughs> make the dinner. And I, and you know what, that gives me a chance to lighten her load. And then it opens up an opportunity to now be generous to her in in, in other joy filled ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because you got to remember your husband and wife, you're on the same team. And if you're, if you're, treating your marriage as if you're on the same team, then you're going to want to help your teammate out mm. and say, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And it's not just me versus her, but us versus whatever them. this is. <laughs> us versus them. <laughs> so it's us them versus now. the Joneses. <laughs> the kids. And we're totally going to beat them. <laughs> keeping up with them. My husband's not competitive It's not about at keeping all. up with the Joneses. It's about beating the Joneses. <laughs> it's us versus them, baby. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, out of the abundance of the heart. Um, the fourth one. <laughs> Is that an indictment? <laughs> I, I won't take it. Okay. False. False accusation. False. <laughs> Habit four. You lost it. Habit four. Gratitude. <laughs> what are you grateful for about your spouse? Now, what did you mean by that? So, Well, how? what are some ways that I can appreciate you? Because I think when you feel appreciated, that definitely brings you joy. How can I show that gratitude to you in a way that brings you joy? Um, ooh, this is two twofold. I feel like because okay. when I ex- ooh. <laughs> ooh when I express when I express <laughs> appreciation and gratitude towards you, it also reminds me. Oh wow, I have an awesome wife. Here are the reasons you're awesome, and then you're like, wow, I'm an awesome wife. So you're feeling joy. I'm feeling joy. Let's go in the bedroom and feel joy together. <laughs> oh my god! You weren't expecting. That. No, I was. I was like, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> You're never that surprising. Did you though? Yeah, I did. What? Okay. She said I'm never that surprising. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to up my game. <laughs> Selena's going to get 
she's going to get pranked. <laughs> prank Sinatra. Why does it have to be prank when it's a surprise? Well, because or... there's a little bit of bitterness. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Are you moving on to number five? He's mad now. All right. Number five. Habit number five. It's rest, right? <laughs> Selena will not have any rest for at least a few weeks while she's wondering when the pranks are coming. No, this is a serious habit, though. Rest. This is this comes into the margin piece, mm-hmm. right? If if you're in this, this, there are seasons. Okay, we're in a season where we have a one and a half year old. We mentioned her earlier. She, we love her. <laughs> she is the most incessant little child. Very active. Very, very loud. Active. Very well, not rebellious, but she's learning how to communicate and so she has the gift of gab in her lack of desire <laughs> she feels like she's talking when she's just making noise yeah <laughs> and it's the loudest noise and so we'll all be having a conversation and she starts parroting out <laughs> she's wanting to be a part of, of it. everyone and so we're having to teach her through that and instruct her but uh there are seasons where you have more rest and seasons where you have less rest mm-hmm. some of that is in our control and so the thought here is create habits of rest where so insofar as you can so that you have margin now to appreciate, to do these other four habits. Right. I, th- I don't think you can really enjoy anything when you're maxed out on every level. I mm. think that's just something that we, are le- as a society, are learning um, and continue to fall on our face and, and learn. I think I'm probably that, I will raise my hand first for that because we can easily just overpack the schedule, um, yeah. not honor those rhythms that we've established uh, and those habits that we've wanted to put in place, because those are those are decisions that are made should be made in a in and from a place of rest. Like the if you look at the theme of the Bible in rest, hmm. theme yeah. of the Bible theme of rest in the Bible. There, there it is. Um, I'm in your head. <laughs> we're called we're called to live out of the rest yeah. that we have because of Jesus. Um, Rest is uh, the whole idea. I'm listening to this podcast um, on the Sabbath and what it means and the theme of it, you know, throughout the Bible. I'm just in the first episode and I think there's going to be like 20 of them. Um, but it's so much greater than, yes, we say margin, but it's it's a reorienting and understanding of who God is and who we are and that we are called to stop. And even and if we stop, it's not going to mean the end of our career. It's not going to be the end of our, you know, ways of parenting like our kids are going to run wild if we are stopping and resting but remembering who is in charge who is um the creator of all things sovereign over all things uh the giver of joy the creator of joy again resting our bodies physical rest emotional rest taking Mm -hmm. breaks from and even um i think sabbaticals from like social media uh, is a very is one tangible way we can emotionally I think just rest from all of the hubbub around us. Yeah. Um, and then spiritually, you know, remembering Christ, remembering the gospel, engaging in a Sunday or engaging in that Saturday, that whatever that um, Sabbath day is for you, um, being intentional about that and and figuring out what does that mean? How can we develop habits around this uh, to really honor and protect that um, sacred time? Hmm. Well said. Well said. A quote came to mind. Um, it was a quote by Martin Luther. He at one point was recorded saying, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Mm. And the reason I love that is because it's kind of what the Sabbath is all about is that mm. I need, I, I have, I need so much provision in my life that I need to trust God even more that I need to just stop trying to provide for myself so that I can press into that 
Sabbath rest, that mm-hmm. promised rest that was fulfilled by Christ on the cross. And, and, and now we're looking forward to that promised mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, rest is a very interesting thing because you can tell kind of the state of a person's heart based on the state, like their restfulness. Yeah. Um, you know, because, uh, and there's a lot of research that has to you know, just staying busy is a way of just avoiding mm. things mm-hmm. and rest forces us to go to, to God and to. Yeah. True tr- rest. True rest. We wrestle, I think with being, we're, we're restless in our rest. And yeah. I think there's a, yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. I'm not going to do a study on that one, but was there's that, lots was of other. Augustine who said our hearts are restless until they find their rest in, in, in the, I think that was Augustine. I don't Sounds remember who said that. All right. Point is, is it's a this has a direct correlation to the joy, the level of joy in your marriage, and that without you know without having that the, that habit of rest, then um, it's gonna be harder to come by. So recap, you want to do a recap? Habit number one Go is seek God daily together. We talked through some tangible ways to do that. Maybe as a couple's challenge, we'll maybe we'll interlace the couple's challenge with these five habits. I said just recap. do the five habits. Okay. <laughs> At well, the end, but okay. as a recap, I'll walk through how you might do them as a challenge. So. Sit down, talk about how you can seek God daily together, okay? And what that would look like, and I would put it in these three terms, doctrine, doxology, and discipleship. Doctrine being how are you looking at God's Word and and understanding what God's Word implies Mm -hmm. and how it's applied to your life. That would be the doctrine piece. Doxology is is a $20 word for the word worship. How are you responding to what you're learning in worship? Now, worship has a few different uh, ways that it's played out. You have your secret worship, which is between you and God alone. You have private worship, which is your family worship piece. That's we're very passionate about that. I feel like it's the most neglected form of worship mm. uh, in the West today, in the world today. And you have corporate worship, which is your commitment to your local body of believers. So think in those terms of how can you seek God together mm. um, as a couple and find unity and rhythms and habits around that. Habit number two, laugh and play together. Define play. That, that would be the, the discussion. Mm-hmm. Sit down and say, what, what is the most fun thing that we do as a couple? Not as a family. And I want to be really overt about that because mm-hmm. there are things you do for fun as a family that aren't going to be as fun for you as a couple. Word. <laughs> like playing Candyland. <laughs> a thousand I times. I hate that game. I used to love it as a kid. It's and then so as soon as I played it as an adult, I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> this is torture. Anyway, Candyland is not. It's eye candy there. and that's it. <laughs> For you, maybe watching me play. No, <laughs> no. for me, you're right. You're you're the. Oh, I'm so conceited. You're missing today. it totally. Conce- Habit three. Uh, oh, and what do you anyway? <laughs> you're, you're, anyway. Habit three. <laughs> Habit three. Be a giver of joy to your spouse. Um, maybe ask your spouse, "How can I be a giver of joy to you?" And then they'll ask you that, and you'll have a conversation. That'll be good. Habit number four: uh, gratitude. Maybe um, you should go in the other order should tell them what you're thankful for about them and then ask them, are there ways that I can bring you joy? Which habit number four is gratitude and thankfulness. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Okay, (laughs) I did this right the first time. Never mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe make it a habit of yours. Set a reminder, do whatever you got to do to express one thing a day that's very kind of overt to your spouse. Mm. Hey, I'm thankful that you are or did or whatever that is. I'm thankful for this part of you or this relationship, um, this yeah. aspect of our relationship because it cultivates the, joy within yeah. your spouse and yeah. then therefore between you two. Habit number five, rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about maybe areas that lack rest. Yeah. How can life. you honor and protect those areas? Yeah. And how, yeah. What actions can you take in the name of cultivating rest 
and margin so that your joy can uh, blossom in that margin. All right? This is my commandment that you love one another. I was just thinking that your your joy may be full. Good. Okay. (laughs) Love it. Sorry. Random. We've been uh, having some fun today. This is a shorter episode. I hope it's been edifying to you and um, that some of these habits are helpful. It really is kind of the frosting on top of the whole series, uh, the cake series of joy. So if you haven't listened to those other episodes, please go back and do so. I think Mm -hmm. that you'll find this more augmenting to those. I know we just want to jump to like, how do I do it? But really, again, we're all about beliefs. We're all about understanding uh, the gospel and how it applies to our marriage. And we cannot have joy without the understanding. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for the gift of joy and that it is, uh, you have not called us to live um, joyless, ascetic lives where we are void of um, happiness just because we follow you. But instead, our joy is fuller. It's Mm -hmm. bigger. It's deeper. It's wider. And that same joy now overlays our marriage when our marriage is devoted to you, centered on you. I pray for the couples who are listening to this, that they would feel greater um, joy in their marriage. I pray for the husband or the wife who is really struggling to uh, get their spouse to engage, that you would somehow um, give them a breakthrough mm-hmm. and that they would feel new levels of joy and that you would be glorified as a result, Lord. Our whole um, existence is centered on your glory. Whether we want to give it to you or not, mm-hmm. God, you will have it. And may we give it to you gladly and may we, be, may we give it to you joyfully. And may that joy overflow into each marriage listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. We'll join you again in about seven days. Until then. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Take care.